Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are on this earthly globe, (laughs) in this very moment, that you are taking time to just quiet your mind and relax. We need the downtime to assimilate the downloads, the upgrades, and the light codes that are constantly being bombarded at us in the forms of cosmic energy through the grand central sun, through the portal of our sun. We're receiving solar winds and plasma and CMEs and all kinds of energy. And the magnetic grid is down in a lot of places. So this energy comes right through the earth. And if we're not ready to just relax and receive it, we're only getting half the picture. I mean, you know, you're constantly thinking about receiving them, you're receiving them, you go to the the places where you know people are holders or keepers of the information until it can be disseminated by you saying, yes, I want this. I can't wait to get the downloads or what have you. So... When you are quiet and quiet your mind, even before you fall asleep at night, calm your mind down, just focus on your third eye, maybe imagine that all your chakras are open and your aura is clear. Just say thank you and accept any and all information coming my way that will help me along my spiritual path and help me to spiritually grow. That's it. I mean, you don't have to do a bunch of rituals. You don't have to call upon a bunch of entities outside of yourself, except God. You know, I was telling my friend the other day that I like to talk to the angels and the fairies. And he's like, no, you don't have to deal with other entities, you know. And I didn't really get a chance to tell him in person. I'll tell him someday that I call upon the fairies so that they can teach me the playful side of life. They're like friends, and they could teach me that. And I call upon the angels to give me extra love and light, such as right now I call upon Archangel Raphael to please give me healing energy. I want to be healed from this illness. Thank you very much. And I always say thank you very much. So I don't ask the beings of light anything that I wouldn't ask a human friend, you know? Like, hey, can you pick up a comedy movie? I want to feel more playful, you know? Hey, uh, do you mind giving your internet password or your your password for Netflix? You know, mine's out or whatever. Although, thank you, God, mine isn't out. (laughs) But, you know, that's that's kind of stuff you'd ask your friends, right? So if you think of the different realms and, and kingdoms, like the fairy realm, don't look to them to solve your mysteries and your problems, 
just look at them as friends and you love them and they love you and it's just extra love you're putting into the world same thing with the angels you know same thing when I have the animals come like when they pass away and I don't have them come they decide to come and be with me and it's really wonderful I just you know they, they decide to come and be with me and I just hang out with them and ask them how their life was and you know, if they need a hug or whatever, and it's really fun to wake up with the energy of a of a thousand pound polar bear hugging you, telling you it was terrifying. The people are always trying to kill him. <laughs> or I didn't come across people too much. It was pretty cool, actually. The snow was cold, and I liked it. It was white and pretty. You know, so when you call upon your spirit friends, even your ancestors, they can't solve your problems, right? Only God can help you solve your problems, your higher self and God. That's it. Because basically your higher self is just you with greater access to God directly. So for me, I ask God only for the big things. God, please send me love in my life. Please send me friendship in my life. Please send me money so I could live. You know, if, if I have enough money, I could buy a place. I could stay here like you told me to. Otherwise, I, I'm, I'm doomed. <laughs> You know, it's unfortunate that we're in the fifth dimension. We still have to deal with some of the lower third dimensional things. And I feel like, well, if I had my own house in the 3D or whatever, which would be in the 5D now, um, by the time we don't need food or we don't need money or whatever, I will already have my house, you know? And it's uncomfortable to live in an apartment building with a bunch of sleeping people. I had to delay uh, recording this episode for about 10 minutes while someone who was walking down the street was beating their child for crying at 12.30 at night. And it's like, you know what? I'm sorry, but your child crying at this hour is your fault. Children of, of that age, you know, age six and below, they need to go to bed around six or seven. And as they age, you can add an hour. They go to bed at seven or eight or then eight or nine. But when little kids are in school up until uh, like junior high, they've got to go to bed before nine. It's just a fact, you know, and it's like if you have little kids and they're hooting and hollering and carrying on and you've kept them out past their bedtime, I'm sorry, but they're hooting and hollering is your fault. It takes wisdom and understanding to raise children. And I'm not saying I'm the best parent because I don't think I am. But I do know that kids need to sleep at a certain hour. You know what I mean? You can't discipline a child for reacting to a circumstance you put him into as the adult in his life, right? So that was just crazy. I'm sure most of you are good parents, or maybe all of you are if you are parents at all. But I just thought that was weird. It's like, you know what? In everything you do in your life, you have to walk the path between wisdom and understanding. Just like on the um, the Sephiroth, the Ten Sephiroth of the Tree of Life, the Kabbalah. You have to walk the middle path. You know, you can't walk only in the side of beauty and ignore everything else. You can't walk on the side of understanding and never gain wisdom because that's not going to work. Can't walk on the side of wisdom, but not understand why people and things react the way they do. (laughs) You just have to walk the balance between wisdom and understanding in all areas of your life. You know, 
you're five minutes late to work every day, your boss is probably going to fire you because you're trying to take five minutes of work time that you didn't put in. You're making everything else slow down and the workday gets kind of wonky and screwed up and it's your fault, you know? Of course you're going to get fired for that. You know, or they're going to insert a time clock so that the boss has proof of when you got there or whatever. So I've had a punch time time clock when I was a receptionist in a diving company because the guys out back, um, they would play hooky. They'd get drunk a lot. They'd have massive parties, would all go. And we all knew what was going on, you know. So it got to a point where, like, they'd show up at 11. They're supposed to be there at 8. <laughs> and we knew that the boss is, he called in sick. So, yeah, right, he's not sick. He's just hungover. You know, so they had to implement a time-punching clock thing. It was pretty lousy. I loved working there, though. Super fun people. Like, obviously, party people are always fun to hang out with. And so I got to 40 hours a week. <laughs> it was really fun. And then during this breaks, I learned how to play hacky sack and it'd be me and 10 guys in a circle just tossing the hacky sack around. It was super fun. And I always said, you guys are not very good. Let me just watch you play. They're like, no, no, you have to get better. <laughs> they always encouraged me. And then when in time, you know, football time rolled around, I had to participate in the football pool. And there's only um, two other, no, three other women that worked there. One or two of them were in the back in the accounting and, um, you know, and then my and then my boss and everyone else's man and we were always playing practical jokes on one another. It was super, super fun. Diving Systems International, if you've ever heard of them. If you've ever done any deep sea diving and you've heard of the Super Light Seventeen helmet, it's like super famous. It was in the movie, um Oh, where they dove into the ocean and they saw the aliens. And I think I did mention this in one episode like months and months ago, but anyway, um yeah, so just you walk that balance between wisdom and understanding. And and also, in order to gain wisdom, you know, you don't really understand the, the light codes that are coming to you. You know what I mean? Like, you get a download, you feel tired, you feel weird, you go to sleep for an extra hour, and then you wake up and you're like, that was weird. But to really implement it, you have to be awake but meditating. And, you know, so when you lay down at night, you know, you could take a while to fall asleep. You just kind of focus on your chakras and you know or your auras or something and you ask God help me integrate this right now you know so you ask God for the big stuff (laughs) help me integrate the light codes help me bring um, you know that house into my life or, or a person to love that would love me back into my life that I could rely on um bring me I you know you keep giving me this image of uh amethyst so bring me set it in motion that the person who has the amethyst I'm supposed to buy set it in motion let me see that person even tell me to grow my own food so set it in motion you know that we meet the person that's going to show us the property you know and that's what happened the other day like my son was like saying he wanted to live in the country he wants to go camping a lot more he wants to be out in nature more hates the city Um, he doesn't want to live too far away from downtown, but on the outskirts of town in El Campo, which is called the countryside, you know, basically. And, um, I mean, El Campo is a word for, Spanish word for countryside. And then he got sick, and then his electrolytes dropped, and he got very sick, and he got very scared. He's like, I don't know, there's something going on. 
So it was six hours in the ER and we see the doctor. She's like, you know what you need? You guys are stressed out. You need to live in the countryside. It's so relaxing out there. We just so happen to have an extra house. So I haven't gone to see it yet because I've been sick, but probably this week we're going to go out there. And I told my son, we don't have to move. You know, we could get out there and go, whoa, this is too remote. This is scary. Or we might get out there and go, oh my God, this is like a dream come true. The view, the clouds, the everything, it's gorgeous. Let's do it. So I have no idea what's going to happen yet. I still don't. There's only one bathroom with a shower right now. We have two bathrooms with bathtubs and a shower. You know, so we're, we're living in luxury with fully furnished everything for 500 a month. And if we move there, it's going to be no furniture, no warm bathtub, <laughs> and um, land as far as the eye can see. You know, so it, it might be sacrifice in one thing, and but good for other things. So we'll see. We'll see. We don't know what's going on yet, but... Um, yesterday I didn't mention it to you guys, but the sky was so pale in chalk pastel colors. I mean, periwinkle and purple and lighter than baby blue. I didn't know the sky could be this color. Peach, pink. Um, we didn't get the vermilion like we do sometimes. It wasn't very dark. It was very, very pastel colors. The clouds were very, very, very pale pink. It looked like all the colors you would see in a baby quilt at a christening or had a baby shower. It was like crazy. It's like the sky is so incredibly beautiful. And every couple seconds, the whole sky changed color because the sun's going down and lights are refracted in different ways and whatever. But I I couldn't even film it. My It couldn't even register my phone is a three-dimensional phone, and it couldn't register the fifth dimension that we were clearly seeing. And I've got a really good phone. It's like 18 megapixels or megabytes or meg something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it's a really good camera. And so we were like, this is really crazy. Like, the cameras can't pick it up. There's nothing we can do. It was incredible. And then today it was just pouring rain, just pouring rain. Last night and today, just so much rain and just... It was a good day to be sick. And I started thinking about why am I sick, you know, and I've already gotten rid of the, uh, I cried out all the stuff I needed to cry out. So it's not emotional anymore. And God told me it's because you don't slow down. You just never slow down. And you need sometimes to be sick so that you can implement all the information we're giving you. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Because if I meditate, it's only for a few minutes. So I just antsy and don't sit still. So he's like, you're going to have a lot of downtime until you implement all the light codes and the downloads and the upgrades and everything. You're like, wow, this is going to be fun. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not going to be too, too long on here today because I am sick. I'm just going to cut it a little short. But I'm going to finish this section. And then when we come back, I'm going to talk to you guys about Our Lady of Fatima a mystery that happened to some little children playing in the countryside in Portugal, in Portugal. And I'm going to read you that story. And then I'm going to read to you what father Malachi Martin said on our bell in case, you know, you weren't around then a lot of my listeners, you guys are in your twenties. I have a lot of millennials. I have some teenagers that listen to the show 
And then I have some people that just never really listened to every episode of Art Bell like I did. <laughs> so we're going to try to go over as much of it as we can and see if any of it has come true. There was at least one secret that she gave the children that has never been released to the public. And well, we'll talk about that when, when we get to it. All right, right now we're going to go to disclosurenews.it. And just as Power 25, very low um, energy there, not much happening. It says at 1700 report, a single peak isolated at Power 25 in the first part of today's chart and then calm. So there you go. That's it. And as we go over to heartmath.org, it's a lot calmer, although some of it's starting to go up, so tomorrow will be higher. All right, here we go. Wanted to mention, though, uh, today is December 1st, so yay! We made it. We have six more days of retro shade. If you're Gemini, if you're a Virgo, it just hang in there. It's almost done. In one week, we'll feel better. Things will start to move forward better. Um, <laughs> Um, some things in my life are already starting to move forward that I thought were gone and done forever and yay it's back and everything's fine and so shouldn't have panicked but hey you know <laughs> sometimes we do and I swear to god next year though I'm going to stand outside of the protesting sign that says just say no to November <laughs> I mean it's always such a hard month for me and then all the energies that were being bombarded, um, with, that we were being bombarded with was ridiculously rough. Um, unnecessarily rough, I think. <laughs> this isn't a rugby game. This is, you know, the fifth dimension. And I don't know, God, I just surely did not appreciate all of that. I don't even know if I grew as a person. I feel like I took a, a wrong turn and made a lot of setbacks actually and now I'm finally starting to put myself on the correct path again with the help of my my friend Nikolai he's very positive and sweet and we had um a six-hour talk yesterday it was incredible so I'm, I'm grateful for him actually but today is December 1st it's new beginnings a new life and anything that you decide this week will be started to be put in motion and implemented in January, according to Sri and Kira. If you go to uh, their YouTube, it's literally called Sri and Kira, spelled S-R-I, and then an ampersand for the word and, and then Kira, K-I-R-A, which is actually Kira is, it's, uh, there's a woman working for Ashtar Light Command and the Pleiadians, Kara. So I think it's a, it's a Pleiadian name, or at least that's the name she's got. <laughs> and she comes to me once in a great while. It's pretty neat. Anyway, um, let's go over this for the moment. Um, thank God. I mean, everything. And you know what? Today actually was already things are turning around. I mean, even though I'm sick, I know I'm implementing this stuff, so now I feel better about that. And my... Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I'm like so out of it, dude. I'm so out of it. Um, I'm happy. I don't sound happy, but I am happy. Um, oh, something about December and Thanksgiving and the first of the day. Oh, oh yeah. You know, at the end of the month, I sometimes only have like one or two dollars in my pocket. And I'm like, dude, this blows. You know what I mean? I hate when I have to go at the end of the month to like 
get more money out because it costs so much money to get money out of the ATM here because clearly it's not my bank. I'm on another continent and I'm a cheapskate as well. (laughs) I don't want to spend $10 for no reason or $5, whatever it is for no reason. So they charge me $5 and the bank itself charges me $1.50. So every time I get money out, it's $6.50. So every time I get money out, it's $300. Just boom, you know. But I don't have a set time that I do it. Like, sometimes I do it on the 1st, sometimes it's on the 10th. It's like, everything is totally random at different times of the day, sometimes different ATMs, different places in the city. You know, I, I'm safe, right? So anyway, um, I was thinking, well, we did good. We did really good this month. I was really proud of us. We had, like... at the end of the month. I'm like, this is really cool. That means that when we get paid again, you know, we have a couple days, we've got a cushion. I'm sick. That's what I kind of need. I don't want to have to go right on the first. And it's obvious, you know, when you go on the 15th or the first or the 30th and everyone knows it's a paycheck day and you know, and it's like you get robbed, even though it's pretty safe in the mall, there's armed guards and everything. But, um, so anyway, (laughs) So, and I pay my rent, not through that. I pay my rent like over PayPal, which is really convenient and amazing. But, um, I was thinking, you know, we did really good. We had like $50. It's December 1st. We're going to be for like three or four more days. We got food in the fridge. We're, we're good to go. I'm really proud of us. And then I got my, uh, sickness got worse. I, I got, um, a fever and I started getting really cold and I was looking through my sock drawer and I pulled out a pair of socks I found $60. <laughs> I found 60 more dollars in my socks. I forgot that I, that's where I used to keep my money. And then I stopped because my son found my hidey spot and I forgot that I did it. I used that one again when he thought it was no longer my hidey spot, like probably two months ago. I'm like, Oh my God. So now I don't have to go to the bank for like another week. I'm like, yeah, it was kind of neat. I love when you hide money for yourself and you find it later. It's like, Oh, it's like so cool. It's like you're being nice to yourself in the future and kind of giving yourself a gift in the future. It's pretty cool. So that happened. <laughs> All right. Um, in California, they started off at 46 hertz frequency at midnight, and they only went up to 47 by 5 a.m., so not much activity there. On the Shimon Residence scale, um, Hofu Saudi Arabia just was at a flat zero all the way across, as they've been for weeks. Um, if y'all want to go check on them, <laughs> make sure the town's still there. Maybe. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, Lithuania start off at 89 Hertz frequency at, at midnight. Wait, I think that was wrong. Yeah, it was 89. They didn't move. <laughs> and so they went from 89 up to 91. So not a big movement there, but it was something. All right. Um, Alberta, Canada started off at 81 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale, and it was at midnight, and by 5 a.m. they were at 93. Northland, New Zealand was at 105 hertz frequency at midnight, and by 5 a.m. they were at 101. And in um, Hulului, South Africa, they were the highest numbers uh, um, for everywhere, (laughs) all over the globe. They started off at 195 hertz frequency at midnight, and they went up to 241 hertz frequency on the Shimon Resonance Scale. There you have it. Um, In A Course of Miracles, you can find that at acim.org if you want to go deeper into the studies of this. If you study these uh, 
sentences and you really contemplate them, you're going to get a lot of insight, especially if you meditate while thinking of these sentences, you're going to get spiritual understanding and growth beyond where you were previously. So we're going to start with the beginning. There's a phrase that runs throughout and then two lesson um, ideas from two lessons. <laughs> and again, you can look at ACIM.org. Just look up A Course in Miracles on your app store if you wanted to download an app. They have many and they're all free. Foundation for Inner Peace. They've been doing this a while, <laughs> a few decades, so um, it's good information. It's always going to be good information. So whenever you feel like starting is, is right for you, so don't worry about if you don't start it directly on January 1st and think, oh man, gotta wait a whole nother year, you don't. You don't. Just, you know, do your best. I thought I could do one a day, and it, it turns out some of these lessons for me took two or three weeks. Some took a month or two. It depends on what you're working on and how well you're able to implement it. So, anyway, lesson 173, that's where we're at today. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. Okay, number one thought for the date is taken from lesson 155. I will step back and let him lead the way. I will step back and let him lead the way. And then the other, the main thought running throughout the review, God is but love, and therefore, so am I. And then, um... The second main idea for the day today is taken from Lesson 156, and it is this. I walk with God in perfect holiness. (laughs) It's funny how I said perfect and perfectly. (laughs) Let me start it again. I walk with God in perfect holiness. And then the main thought, God is but love, and therefore so am I. All right, well, there you go. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to go over our Lady of Fatima sighting in Portugal that occurred in the countryside in 1917. So it's been 102 years since it happened. It happened in May. So it's been like 102.5. Oh, hey, K-Rock, my favorite station in L.A. They're also 102.5. Anyway, (laughs) 102.5 years ago, and well, there you have it. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to go over Our Lady of Fatima right after these messages. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. Alright guys, I've decided not to go towards a religious or Catholic website. I decided to use something that has a good reputation. 
to report actual news so that we could have as much fair and balancedness as possible. And no, it's not Fox News because they're not fair or balanced. And I don't like what they've done with my name, but hey, <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that for another day. <laughs> the Washington Post. So this is found at WashingtonPost.com. And this was written a couple years ago, two and a half years ago on May 13th. I did say it earlier, so I might be hallucinating. Maybe this did not take place on May 13th and maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's just when the article was written. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the name of the article is Our Lady of Fatima, the Virgin Mary, promised three kids a miracle that 70,000 gathered to see. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, I'd love to go to Fatima, Portugal, where this took place because, you know, on the anniversary, I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um... They do a candle processions. If you want to see it, you got to go to WashingtonPost.com and just look up Our Lady of Fatima. And Fatima is spelled F-A-T-I-M-A. And you'll get to see this. Okay. Um, or you just do a Google search for images and you'll see it. So, um, oh God, it was not written on May. I'm literally hallucinating here. Because there's been a few weird... Like, I know I paid my taxes just last year and the year before, and I went to, um, I went to pay my taxes, which are, like, only, like, 40 bucks. I have a, I have a little timeshare property down in San Diego. And by the way, if any of you want to stay in San Diego for a week, this is Solana Beach. It's super, super nice, very wealthy area, so it's safe, and it's beautiful, and, I mean, just let me know. <laughs> Because I'm not going all the way to the States to stay for a week on the coast. Um, I had that so I could see my mom. And then after my mom died, I never went back. So if you want to buy it for me, let me know. <laughs> if you want to just go have a lovely vacation. It's one of my favorite places in world vacation. Because it's right next to all the cool stuff in San Diego. And Solana Beach is a quiet, sleepy beach town. And the place is two blocks to the ocean. Anyway. <laughs> I went to uh, pay my yearly... Um, money, you know, that I paid to the city of San Diego and it looks like I haven't paid in three years. And it's like, no, I remember paying last year and the year before that when I was in my other apartment and I had the receipts and I went, I can't find the receipts. I'm like, oh my God, I hopped to a timeline in which I have been fiscally irresponsible. I'm like, oh my God, this is like ridiculous. So I'm kind of upset about that, to be honest. Um, not that upset. I mean, but still, it's like who needs to pay a bill at Christmas time for $174, right? Am I right? Um, so, like, for, it's like $50 a year, but suddenly I owe, like, for three years. But I know I paid it, so I've got to call them and straighten it out. But totally ridiculous. All right. Uh, this is the article. I'm going to read it to you. The children were tending a flock of sheep outside the tiny village of Fatima, Portugal, when they first saw the angel. He was transparent, they said, and shiny like a crystal. Lucia Abobora, nine, and her cousins Jacinta and Francisco Marto, six and seven, were stunned. He said, do not be afraid. I am the angel of peace. Pray with me. 
Abobora later she renamed herself Lucia de Jesus de dos Santos, basically Lucia of Jesus of the Two Saints, recounted in her memoir, Fatima, in Lucia's own words. That was published in 1976. She became a nun. That's why she changed her name, in case you're wondering. I don't know if it's going to say it later in the article. <laughs> We're discovering this article together. Um, so during the rest of 1916, as World War I raged in Europe, the angels showed himself two more times to the children, but they told no one what they had seen. Now in the spring of 1917, something more extraordinary began unfolding. Visions that would put the three children on the path to sainthood and transform Fatima from an ordinary village to the site of a Catholic shrine venerated and visited by millions. And by the way, this is not an endorsement of the Catholic Church at all. It's just that some saints do um, choose to be in the Catholic Church because they need the people who believe in some things to believe, you know, that there's more to life, basically. It's like the miracles come so that they can open up and be more spiritually awake. Anyway, um, it, it, the article continues. The Virgin Mary appeared to the children on May 13th, 1917. Okay, so I wasn't making that up. Okay, I thought I saw that. I thought it's hallucinating. Um, this was written in 2017, 100 years later, to the very day. So... Basically, the Virgin Mary appeared to the children um, on May 13, 1917, as a lady dressed in white, shining brighter than the sun, giving out rays of clear and intense light, Dos Santos wrote. She promised to come to the children on the 13th of each month. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? 13 uh, relates to death and transformation. So, very interesting. Yacinta told her mother about it, and while her siblings joked about the apparition, her alarmed mother hauled her in front of the parish priest to recant. She would not. News of the vision spread by word of mouth, and the following month, a small crowd waited with the children to witness the second apparition on June 13th. At the third sighting on July 13th, The children said the Virgin Mary revealed three secrets to them about the future. So interest in what was happening, interest in what was happening in Fatima grew more intense. Now on August 13th, the children were taken into custody by a state bureaucrat. It's always the way, right? Who took them by car to Villa Nova de Orem, it's spelled O-U-R-E-M. In case you want to look that up. And Via is spelled with only one L. Um, Vila, I guess, not Via. Um, and obviously in Portugal, they don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. So it's like Spanish, but a little bit different. All right. Anyway. So took them by car to Villa Nova de Orem in hopes of getting them to recant their testimonies. And again, they would not now, thousands of people began streaming to Cova de Iria, the site of the Virgin Mary apparitions. 
On September 13th, 30,000 people were present when Dos Santos said the Virgin Mary told her, In October, I will perform a miracle so that all may believe. On that day, October 13, 1917, the crowd of believers had swelled to 70,000 people. About 2 p.m., some began to see what later became known in the Catholic Church as the miracle of the sun. The rains that had plagued the day ceased suddenly, and the sun emerged from behind clouds to spin and tremble for 10 minutes. This is the sun, guys. The sun is spinning and it's trembling like an earthquake or sunquake, I I suppose, for 10 whole minutes. Before the astonished eyes of the crowd, whose aspect was biblical, that means obviously they were all Catholic, as they stood bareheaded, eagerly searching the sky, the sun trembled. It made sudden, incredible movements that are outside all cosmic laws. The sun danced, according to a typical expression of the people, reported O Seculo, or, yeah, okay, it would probably be Seculo, Kulo means ass, <laughs> it means I know ass, <laughs> oh, I know ass, literally the name of the paper if it was in Spanish, um, <laughs> say means I know, Kula means ass, oh, I know ass, oh, seculo, oh, seculo, oh, seculo, okay, <laughs> probably oh, seculo, no, seculo, not seculo, um, it depends on how you say that, probably, um, it would just be a newspaper that was a secular and not religious, not Catholic newspaper, basically, that really threw me for a loop, though, <laughs> so anyway, um, this was a Lisbon newspaper, Now, the strange phenomena did include odd colors. Looking at the sun, I noticed that everything was becoming darkened. I looked first at the nearest objects and then extended my glance further afield as far as the horizon. I saw everything assumed an amethyst color. Dude, I've been seeing amethyst in the sky right now. That is really cool. And Lucia continues, objects around me, the sky, and the atmosphere were of the same color. Everything, both near and far, had changed, taking on the color of old yellow damask, which is a kind of uh, very fancy um, brocaded uh, sort of fabric that wealthy people would make, like, coats out of. It has, like, a, I don't know, like... Uh, embroidered uh, flowers or leaves or um, stuff into it. They wouldn't have paisleys yet, but (laughs) anyway. So it's like an old yellow damask, said Jose Maria de Almeida Garrett, a science professor from Coimbra, Portugal, who was at the scene. Now that's very interesting, isn't it? Everything turned purple, but... All the other things look like old yellow damask, like um, almost like that sepia color I see sometimes. So I wonder if Fashion of Portugal didn't rise up into the fifth or even seventh dimension on these days. It's very interesting. 
All right. Onlookers from as far as 25 miles away noted the strange phenomena in the sky. There were scientific reasons put forth for what had happened. Perhaps the witnesses had stared at the sun too long. <laughs> Always don't do that. <laughs> Perhaps it was a combination of optical effects and a real meteorological shift caused by the weather and the cloud cover, right? That's going to move the sun. But the miracle was acknowledged as worthy of belief by the Catholic Church in 1930. <sighs> took him 13 years. Crazy. By then, Jacinta and Francisco Marto had both died of the flu, which had hit Fatima shortly after the visions. You know what? <sighs> Sitting here sick myself. I don't like hearing that. And God bless Jacinta and Francisco Marto. Dos Santos, who told the scene more one more vision of the Virgin Mary in 1920, dedicated her life to God and became a Carmelite nun. Carmelite nuns are cool. My aunt was a Carmelite nun. My aunt Tidi, I told you guys about her the other day. A Carmelite nun is allowed to marry and have children as long as she performs her duties in the church. And then in turn, the Catholic Church will, um, you know, pay her way, give her a salary, small salary. And she was really happy serving God. And she was a really good nun. And every now and again, we would arrive at her house a little bit early when she had just come home from mass, from serving um, her duties at mass and she, I'd catch her in her nun outfit and she was so cute. It was more of a, it wasn't an all black and white outfit. It was more like gray and blue and white. And the habit wasn't all the way down. It was like a, a short hijab that only went to her shoulders. Anyway, I love my auntie very much. She was a sweet person. She might've been a saint. She never got sick one day in her life and how she died is she's hit by a car jaywalking across the street in the middle of the night, drunk after having gambled in Vegas all, <laughs> all weekend with a friend. And her, her and her friend were killed right away. Which is, I mean, it's sad, but they, you know what's good is they, they got to go to heaven together. So they went through that journey together. I think that's sweet. But, you know, she died uh, coming back from doing what she loved and nothing you can, you know, complain about there. But anyway, so that's what Carmelite nun is. So for you guys who don't understand that, if you're not in the Catholic Church, you're not going to understand what a Carmelite nun is. Um, it's cool that they can marry, they, you know, they can have kids, they can have like a normal life outside the church, as opposed to living in a convent and being isolated from everyone in their family, pretty much, you know. All right, anyway, um, carrying on with the story. On May 14th, 2000, Cardinal Angelo Sodano disclosed the third of the three secrets. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. The only one that still remained a mystery. The first was a vision of World War I ending and World War II beginning. The second secret of Fatima was the rise and the fall of Soviet communism. But the third, the Cardinal said, was a vision of a bishop in white falling to the ground under a hail of gunfire. This was interpreted by the church as a foretelling of the assassination attempt of Pope John Paul II's life in 1981, and God rest his soul. He was a pretty cool dude. <laughs> The Pope credited the Virgin Mary of Fatima with saving his life. That's pretty cool. 
the same year as this revelation, Jacinta and Francisco Marto became the youngest children beatified. The first step that leads to canonization, which is how you become a saint, basically, by the Roman Catholic Church who did not die as martyrs. This year, on May 13th, Pope Francis canonized the Jacinta and Francisco at a massive mass. Okay, this is like terrible writing. A massive mass. Oh my god. This year, on May 13th, Pope Francis canonized the children, maybe? I don't know. Just take out the word the and come up with a different word for massive... Anyway, so he canonized the he canonized Jacinta and Francisco at a mass in Fatima, a massive mass, crazy. Sister Lucia de Jesus dos Santos died in two thousand and five, so like fourteen years ago. She was the age of ninety seven years old. The process of beatification has already begun for her because clearly, she was a saint. And Friday, people will gather in Fatima and around the world to mark the 100th anniversary of the miracle of the sun. Um, then they printed a retraction <laughs> saying that, um, yeah, crazy. All right, well, there's that. So, I don't know. I mean, why would they keep that a secret that there would be you know, a potential hail of gunfire. And I mean, when Dr. <laughs> Dr. When Father Malachi Martin was on Art Bell on Coast to Coast AM on Art Bell show, many different times he talked about this and I listened with like, I mean, bated breath on the edge of my seat every time. My husband too, we were like, oh my God, what is the secret? What is going to happen? And I don't see that an, a failed assassination attempt on a Pope is such a big deal that you need to keep it secret for all those years. It's weird, right? Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my tea, but think about that for a minute because it doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> now, when you go to wikipedia.org that anyone can change, <laughs> so let's take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> they said the secrets of the three secrets of Fatima consist of a series of apocalyptic visions and prophecies which were supposedly given to three young Portuguese shepherds Lucia or Lucia Santos and her cousins Jacinta and Francisca Marto by a Marian apparition meaning Mother Mary starting on May 13, 1917 <laughs> see those dates that's five Plus 13 is 18, 19, 20, 9, 36. It adds up to 9. And 9 is the way shower. It's the, um, it's the hermit card in the Holy Tarot. So great change. And as well as that, um, the hermit. And then May is the fifth month. So 5 is the higher self. So very interesting numbers there if you want to, like, go further into it. The, ch- the three children claim to have been visited by the Virgin Mary six times between May and October 1917. The apparition is now popularly known as Our Lady of Our Lady of Fatima. Now, according to Lucia, on July 13, 1917, around noon, the Virgin Mary entrusted the children with three secrets 
Two of the secrets were revealed in 1941 in a document written by Lucia at the request of Jose Alves Correa da Silva, Bishop of Liera, Lieria, to assist with the publication of a new edition of a book on Jacinta. When asked by the bishop in 1943 to reveal the third secret, Lucia struggled for a short period, being not yet convinced God had clearly authorized her to act. However, in October 1943, the bishop ordered her to put it in writing. Lucia then wrote the secret down and sealed it in an envelope not to be opened until 1960, when it will appear to be clearer. The text of the third secret was officially released by Pope John Paul II in 2000, although some claim it was not the entire secret revealed by Lucia, despite repeated assertions from the Vatican to the contrary. According to various Catholic interpretations, the three secrets involve hell, World War I, and World War II, and the 20th century persecution of Christians. See, so this story is like mysterious because there's so many strange, uh, there's so many way different interpretations. Um, <laughs> So, I don't know. Um, okay, we're going to give you some background on apparitions in the Catholic Church. And then we're going to go through what Wikipedia says is the first, second, and third secret. Um, background is, of the hundreds of alleged apparitions the Catholic Church has investigated, only 12 have received ecclesiastical approval. Nine of them occurred between 1830 and, and 1933. Cultural anthropologist Victor and Edith Turner, who converted to Catholicism in 1958, at one time viewed the increase in Marian apparition cults as a post-industrial reaction of a disenfranchised lower middle class to a rapidly changing future. At the age of 14, Lucia was sent to the school of the Sisters of St. Dorothy in Villar near Porto. In Villar spelled V-I-L-A-R if you want to look that up. In 1928, she became a postulant at the Dorothean convent in Tui, spelled T-U-I, just across the border in Spain. Lucia continued to report private visions periodically throughout her life. Oh, excuse me, I'm just like, ugh, this nose. In the mid-1930s, the Bishop of Lieria encouraged Lucia, now Sister Maria Lucia das Torres, to write her memoirs in the event that she might disclose further details of the 1917 apparitions. As early as July 1917, mention was made that Lady of the Apparitions had entrusted to the children a secret that was good for some, bad for others. And it was not until her third memoir, written in 1941, that Lucia indicated the secret had three parts. In this, she follows Melanie Calvat of La Salette, whose secrets were written down almost 20 years after the event. In her third memoir, written in 1941, Lucia said that the first secret, a vision of hell, was disclosed to the children on July 13, 1917. They said, she said, Our Lady showed us a great sea of fire, which seemed to be under the earth. Plunged in this fire were demons and souls in human form, like transparent burning embers, all blackened or burnished bronze, floating about in the conflagration, 
now raised into the air by the flames that issued with from within themselves together with great clouds of smoke now falling back on every side like sparks in a huge fire without weight or equilibrium and amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair which horrified us and made us tremble with fear the demons could be distinguished by their terrifying repulsive likeness to frightful and unknown animals all black and transparent the vision lasted but an instant how can we ever be grateful enough to our kindly heavenly mother who had already prepared us by promising in the first apparition to take us to heaven otherwise i think we would have died of fear and terror so that to me doesn't really sound like world war one or two seems like she didn't describe any airplanes or anything right um no men in uniforms no one running no one you know fighting against other people no people involved just demons inside the earth so how could that be world war one <laughs> So the second secret, the second secret was a statement that World War I would end along with a prediction of another war during the reign of Pope Pius XI, 11th, I suppose, X-I. <laughs> it's almost spelled like Prius, P-I-U-S without the R. Okay. Should men continue offending God and should Russia not convert? Huh. How many of you just went like, huh? <laughs> the second half requests that Russia be consecrated to the immaculate heart of Mary. She says, you have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. The war is going to end, but if people do not cease offending God. A worse one will break out during the pontification of Pope Pius XI. When you see a knight illumined by an unknown light, know that this is a great sign given to you by God that he is about to punish the world for its crimes by means of war, famine, and persecutions of the Church and of the Holy Father. To prevent this, I shall come ask for the consecration of Russia for my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the church. We all know how that turned out. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me and she shall be converted and a period of peace will be granted to the world i don't know is is russia catholic i mean uh, are they i don't know <laughs> it seems like very catholic specific i mean it seems to me like there's some aliens screwing with people it doesn't sound to me but i mean i, I can't say one way or the other i'm just speculating of course In 1925, Sister Lucia reported an apparition of the Virgin Mary at the convent of St. Dorothea at Pontevedra, Galicia. She said she was asked to convey the message of the first Saturday devotions. 
By her account, a subsequent vision of the child Jesus reiterated this request. In 1930, she wrote to her confessor that in 1929, she had a vision of both Mary and the Holy Trinity, in which God had asked for the consecration of Russia to the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary by the Pope in communion with all the bishops of the world. The message regarding the establishment of the devotion of the five first Saturdays is reminiscent of that reported by Margaret May Alacoque in the 17th century, which led to the first Friday devotion. I have no idea who that is or what that is. It's unlikely that the message was conveyed to the Pope, but the Bishop of Liaria suggested that she write her memoirs in the event that she might reveal further details of the 1917 apparitions. Now, in her third memoir, written in 1941, Sister Lucia recalled that the apparition of July 13, 1917, the Virgin Mary had mentioned the consecration of Russia, and she would not, and she would return to give particulars. Now, skeptics have noted that the second prophecy was not disclosed until August 1941, after World War II had already begun. They have also questioned whether Mary, in 1917, referred explicitly to Pope Pius XI as Ambrogio Ratti did not choose that renal name until after his election in 1922. Further, the European portion of World War II is generally held to have begun on September 1st, 1939, and by then Pope Pius XII had succeeded Pius XI. As for the conversion of Russia, the Bolshevik Revolution did not come until November 1917. Were the Bolsheviks Catholic? I don't even know. It's so confusing, right? Some proponents of the Fatima prophecies argue that the secret did not say that the war must begin in Europe and during the pontificate of Pius XI, Japan had already invaded China in 1937, which is generally seen by historians of China and other parts of Asia as when the Second World War had begun, a view which had already qualified support from Western historians. So, critics argue that the Russian Civil War from 1918 to 1921, the Irish War of Independence 1919 to 1921, the Chinese Civil War 1927 to 1937, the Spanish Civil War 1936 to 1939, and the war between Italy and Ethiopia. Did you guys ever hear that before? That's weird. From 1935 to 1936, served to illustrate that the prediction that one war will end and then another will start is not necessarily an indication of divine inspiration. See, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Proponents of the prophecy will point out that on the second secret called for war worse than World War I, not simply any armed conflict. In addition, with regards to the conversion of Russia... There was already at the time strong revolutionary ferment in Russia before the Bolshevik Revolution, as witnessed by the earlier February Revolution in 1917, and the active communist and anarchist movements, which would explain Mary's reference to the conversion of Russia on July 13, 1917. Now, on January 25, 1938, the New York Times reported Aurora Borealis startles Europe. People fee- flee in fear, and they call their firemen. <laughs> the celestial display was seen from Canada to Bermuda to Austria to Scotland, and shortwave radio transmissions were shut down for 12 hours in Canada. It is noteworthy that during the final hour of this aurora, Christian Rack 
Rakovsky was undergoing interrogation in the Soviet Union, giving information to Stalin about Western involvement in Hitler's rise, suggesting an alliance with the Western powers against Germany. Third secret. Sister Lucia chose not to disclose the third secret in her memoir of August 1941. In 1943, Lucia fell seriously ill with influenza and pleurisy. Bishop Silva, visiting her on 15th of September 1943, suggested that she write the third secret down to ensure that it would be recorded in the event of her death. Lucia was hesitant to do so, however. At the time she received the secret, she had heard Mary say not to reveal it, but because Carmelite obedience requires that orders from superiors be regarded as coming directly from God, she was now in a quandary as to whose orders took precedence. Finally, in mid-October, Bishop Silva sent her a letter containing a direct order to record the secret, and Lucia obeyed. The third part of the secret was written down by order of His Excellency, the Bishop of Liaria and the Most Holy Mother, on January 3, 1944. In June 1944, the sealed envelope containing the third secret was delivered to Silva, where it stayed until 1957, when it was finally delivered to Rome. It was announced by Cardinal Angelo Sedano on May 13, 2000, 83 years after the first apparition of the Lady, to the children in the Cova da Iria, and 19 years after the assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II, that the third secret would finally be released. See, you know what? If that's what the secret is, then why? Why wait? <laughs> oh, you had assassination attempt. Guess what? You're fine. Look, okay, we can release that now because it already happened. Weird, right? Why didn't they release it till that much longer after? So... In his announcement, Cardinal Sodano implied that the secret was about the 20th century persecution of Christians that culminated in the failed Pope John Paul II assassination attempt on May 13, 1981, which is the 64th anniversary of the first lady, or the first apparition of the lady of Fatima. The text of the third secret, according to the Vatican, was published in 2000 on June 26th. It says JMJ at the top. I know what that means. I went to Catholic school. Like any and every good Catholic, you have to write JMJ at the top of every paper. Stands for Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It's like asking them to guide you, guard you, protect you. Only God can do that. But JMJ, nonetheless, is what we wrote on all of our school papers in Catholic school. So, okay, the third part of the secret revealed at the Cova de Iria Fatima on 13th July, 1917. And he said, I mean, she writes, I write in obedience to you, my God, who command me to do so through his excellency, the Bishop of Liaria, and through your most holy mother and mine. After, (laughs) that also makes no sense. How can Mother Mary be the mother of God when God created Mother Mary? (sighs) A lot of holes in the Catholic story. So I'm no longer Catholic, but anyway, I'm digressing. After the two parts, which I have left already explained at the left of Our Lady and a little above, we saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand flashing. It gave out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire, but they died out in contact with the splendor that Our Lady radiated towards him from her right hand 
pointing to the earth with his right hand. The angel cried out in a loud voice, Penance, penance, penance. And we saw an immense light that is God, something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it. A bishop dressed in white, we had no impression it was the Holy Father. Other bishops, priests, men, and women, religious, religious, going up a steep mountain, at the top of which there was a big cross of rough-hewn trunks as a cork tree of the, with a bark. Before reaching there, the Holy Father passed through a big city half in ruins and half trembling with halting, step afflicted with pain and sorrow. He prayed for the souls of the corpses he met on his way, having reached the top of the mountain. On his knees at the foot of the big cross, he was killed by a group of soldiers who fired bullets and arrows at him. And in the same way, there died one another, one after another, the other bishops, priests, men and women religious, and various lay people of different ranks and positions. Beneath the two arms of the cross, there were two angels, each with a crystal aspersorium in his hand, in which they gathered up the blood of the martyrs, and it sprinkled the souls that were making their way to God. So that's really freaky, right? All right, so along with the text of the secret, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, the future Pope Benedict the um, 16th, <laughs> I had to like do the math in my head of the number of the Roman numerals, <laughs> published a theological commentary in which he states, a careful reading of the text of the so-called third secret of Fatima will probably prove disappointing or surprising after all the speculation it stirred. No great mysteries revealed, nor is the future unveiled. After explaining the differences between public and private revelations, he cautions people not to see in the message a determined future event. So, anyway, it just, um, there's a lot of controversy regarding the third secret. I'm not going to read the rest of it. You can go to wikipedia.org to read it. I'm going to look up one quick thing and then I'll be right back. All right, so Father Malachi Martin was a priest in the Catholic Church, and he was given access to read the third secret of Fatima. And he was bound by a sworn oath to the church that he was part of, not to reveal to the world what it was, but he could say what it wasn't. (laughs) So it wasn't an assassination attempt on the Pope, which makes no sense. Um, he said that it was one of the worst things that could ever happen on earth and that it was very bad for the church and it was very, um, bad for people. And when they released it, supposedly in 1960, it wasn't, or they didn't release it in 1960. And, you know, she said it will pretty much be on that path now it, by 1960. So release it, which makes no sense. Cause it was nothing we were supposed to prevent. It was just something that we have to know was going to happen. There's speculation that, um, I guess in a further apparition, um, Our Lady of Fatima said to, well, not in Fatima, but at one of the other locations, told Lucy that people need to repent, they need to um, turn to God and turn away from evil, and that pretty much if you want to know what's going to happen, read Revelation in the Bible. Um, I don't want to fear monger. I think a lot of this stuff has happened already. I think a lot of it has um, come to pass already. And we're all on 
at least the people here tonight listening or today, whenever you're hearing this, uh, you're on the right path because you're looking for spiritual answers and hopefully you're believing in God and hopefully you are repenting things that you've done that you don't like. And, and you know, you're like, um, like I told you guys, I had crying syndrome, you know, from this illness, for example, and I'm sad about things and I didn't let it go. And so I have to repent or repel it from my body. You know, and anything you feel guilty about any, you know, like say you didn't pay a bill and then it defaulted and, you know, you owed money or you hurt somebody by saying some words or you stole something and you hurt someone like anything that you've done to hurt people. Just ask for forgiveness. God gives forgiveness instantaneously. You know, stop feeling guilty about it. You don't need that. No one freaking needs that. Right. But, um, there was something that was pretty much spoken of that said a red dragon will come and it'll be like a demon from hell and a lot of priests will be taken over and they'll lose their um, placing with the church and they will become evil and they will easily be taken over by a bunch of demons. Well, that makes sense with all the Catholic uh, sexual abuse cases, right? It does kind of make sense that that might have happened, right? Um... (laughs) I don't think that the secret was supposed to be so bad for humanity, but then it's just something about the church though. I don't think, sorry, the fault of Catholicism is, you know, I mean, it might've been important to people in the region, but the Our Lady of Fatima um, apparition said it's something that's going to be, befall the whole world. So I still think it has to do with the ascension. It has to do with, um, you know, leading a pious life, going to God I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe we could read Revelation and and go over some of the things and say, yep, that happened. Nope, that didn't happen yet. Um, I don't think it's about an assassination attempt going awry. (laughs) You know, because why would that be kept? It's like, okay, cool. Wear an armor and bada boom, bada bang, right? (laughs) You know, wear wear bulletproof vest, Pope, you know? So I don't think that was it. But Father Malachi Martin was very interesting, and he was a priest, and also an exorcist, one of the last exorcists for the um, Catholic Church. So he was, he worked with the harder cases. Um, I don't know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to see like a, um, a written out thing about him. You know, I just, all I could have is, uh, all I could find on YouTube was clips of his voice, his interviews in 1997 and 1998. But, um, basically chastisement and apostasy, basically meaning there won't be a Pope. Um, (laughs) people will suffer the consequences and be punished and it's going to be worse than the flood. I think that you could safely say that's going on right now. There's fires everywhere, and now cold snaps and frozen roads everywhere. Heat, you know, (laughs) heat waves at times of the year where it shouldn't be, and cold waves that are colder than it should be. I don't know if that's just global weather change, if that's just a, you know, global warming crisis, and not really punishment by God. It's a punishment we've inflicted upon ourselves, right? Um, I don't know. This is really, really crazy that, I mean... This is something that's bothered me for like a long time, so I wanted to bring it up. 
and God says it's time to talk about it so that people start looking into it. But what can you do? You know, we're coming down to winding this up. I feel like we need to have a discussion on what can you do? I mean, no matter what the prophecy said, no matter if it was real or not, (laughs) what can you do to be a better person? I think helping others. If you don't feel like going out of your house, you can stay at home and pray for others. Ask God to bless other people. Um, Give up your extra stuff that you don't need to homeless shelters. If you have extra clothing you're not wearing, send that to uh, to um, homeless shelters, especially for runaway teens. You know, just pick you know charity of your choice. Um, a good way to know if you're not using your clothes is um, put take all of your clothes and you know your folded clothes and put them inside out in your drawer. And put a label as to when you, or basically write on a calendar. So basically six months from now, if I didn't wear these clothes. Now, if they're your summer clothes, don't bother, you know, and it's winter time, don't worry about that. Um, So basically get all your winter clothes, fall and winter clothes out. Um, If you go by seasons, I don't know where you live. (laughs) Put everything inside out, like today's December 1st. So you can start December 2nd. So by June 2nd, If you haven't worn all the things you haven't worn, take those, put them in a bag, and take them down to the shelter. Period. If you have them hanging up, um, have the hangers pointing out, like the top of the hanger pointing at you. And when you wear it, turn the hanger around so it's pointing towards the back so you know you've worn that. And and then after six months, if you haven't worn it, it's you know what? You're never going to wear it again, probably. Chances are. <laughs> so go ahead and, and um, just give it to charity. You know, make yourself feel good. Make more room in your closet for new things. You know, that's one thing you can do. Um, you know, maybe on one of your dates, you can ask your date to uh, go to something for homeless people. Go to a concert for charity. It doesn't have to be working in a soup kitchen if you have hard time standing. Be a good person. Open up your heart and your mind and your soul to others. And even if you're not comfortable going out into the world, I know I'm not. I stand in my window. Maybe it looks creepy. I don't know. (laughs) But I ask God to bless everybody I see. Then I leave the window and ask God to bless everyone in town and everyone in the country and everyone in the continent and everyone in the world. My mom's simple prayer was the best I've ever heard. God bless all the people I know. And all the people I don't know. So instead of saying that people should be killed or burned or whatever for all the horrible crimes they're done, they're, they've done, maybe they're possessed by demons, maybe they're screwed up, maybe they were beaten up as kids or molested or raped as kids, whatever it is, you know. Um, you don't have to have them over for dinner. <laughs> but just pray for them to wake up. Awake people don't do that stuff. Because every soul that is a spark of the divine is still a spark of the divine no matter what the acts the person is committing at the moment because they're asleep. So pray for the bad people. Pray for the good people. Pray for the people you know and the people you don't know. Ask God to send angels to surround your family members and all your neighbors and everyone. (laughs) You know, angels are guardians. They do what God says directly. So ask God first. Don't ask the angels, but 
Now, I've asked Archangel Raphael to come and hang out with me, but then I asked God allow him to, uh, or her, Raphael's kind of um, a, a gender-neutral angel, but I've said, hey, just please send, um, send the angels to come and heal me. I accept the healing. I accept the love. I accept the lesson in the illness. And I accept that I need to work on myself more. And I accept that I need to uh, let go of some things. And also some integration of some things that have come my way. You know, but do art, do dance, bring joy. Put love into the world. Put joy into the world. Make love. Don't have sex with strangers randomly. Get to know people on a heart level and then make love with them. Bring love into the world, you know. If you're not comfortable with that, get married to people, you know, if that's, you know, your thing. Um, Like Elizabeth Taylor, she was married like, what, 11 times or something because she was afraid of sex outside of marriage because that's how she was raised. Maybe it was eight times. I don't know. She was married a lot, though. (laughs) She liked sex, but she didn't like the idea of hell. (laughs) You know, um, I think God loves us no matter what we do, period. So... Ask God to guide you. Ask your higher self to guide you in all things. And raise your vibration. Work on your chakras and your aura. Work on your energy fields. So that you're always putting out the energy of creating love to go out into the world. And peace and joy and all of that. Alright guys, I'm going to go to bed. I am just so tired. So... (laughs) Please send me your miracle stories from this time of the year, whether you are religious or not. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, Diwali, Hanukkah, or Christmas, just send them to metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. I want to do a special Christmas special, even though, you know, if you're not a Christian and you don't celebrate Christmas, I'm still going to do it on that day. I want to put out something really, really inspiring and cool. If you've ever seen Santa Claus, had any interaction with that, um, generous spirit that I believe does come visit us. (laughs) All of us, all of us who believe, I believe that he comes and blesses us. He was, um, one of the good Catholic priests back in the day. They did a lot of things to help children. So, all right, well, that's it guys. I'm, I'm going to go sleep now. Um, you know, if you're more curious about this, you could go to Fatima.org. You can look up, Father Malachi Martin, Malachi spelled M-A-L-A-C-H-I, Martin, just normal, like Martin Lawrence, M-A-R-T-I-N. If you wish to, um, you know, look further into it, you can look at Revelations. A lot of it sounds completely crazy, but if you can interpret it correctly, (coughs) I don't know. I mean, you know, I just, I feel like don't really focus on the yucky potentials. Just focus on the positive outcome. Focus on all the people that are still asleep being safely and gently moved to another world where they can grow on their own time. They can open up on their own time and the rest of us that we go up to the higher part of the fifth dimension and maybe even higher than that if we're capable and where we will learn to live in harmony and peace with one another and rise above the darkness and the fears and the shadows of the third dimensional world. All right. That's it guys. That's it for now. I I love you guys very much. Thank you for being on this Ascension journey with me. I'll be back tomorrow with all new and original and unique programming, just like always. And tomorrow we will be reading the spirits book, 
the next part <laughs> by um, Alan Kardec and it was written in 1857 so it's super interesting what do spirits say about what happens when we die what goes on on the other side about reincarnation and all that stuff and that's coming tomorrow and that's it guys <laughs> signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance, or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna, because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If you're deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com, and we will explore your future together.